discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that you grant us wisdom on every side of our lives, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we are coming to sow seeds, right? Yeah. On 5th April. Ask anybody, do you know that 5th April is part of the calendar? <laughs> what did your neighbor say? <laughs> and it's our annual seed sowing conference. Okay, so I want to talk about seed sowing money for today and then next week Sunday and then the following Sunday we'll sow our seeds. Is it a good thing to talk about? Or you don't want me to talk about money? Can I talk about money? Yeah. Everything you do has to do with money. Do you see? You cannot remove money out of what we do in the house of God. Money is very important in the house of God. And if you love something, your money goes. Have you ever fallen in love before? Ask your neighbor, have you ever fallen in love before? Some people are afraid of their neighbors, so they are not talking to their neighbors. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you have fallen in love before and you are a lady, you will see that he's in love, eh? Yeah. Papa, you are in love. You will see that, hold on, you will see that if you are a lady, you will start cooking for the guy. You cook, you scrub something. Nobody has sent you, but you've been doing it. So when your heart is broken, it's like pays you. <laughs> the guys will be buying credits and all kinds of things. Is it true? When you are in love, your money. <laughs> okay, okay, everybody, be quiet. I have the microphone. Let me talk. Yeah, so whatever you love, you spend money on. Or you spend money on whatever you love. Is it true? Yeah, the house of God is like that. If you love God's house, if you love what God is doing, your money goes in there. It's, it's a test of your, the sincerity of your love. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Let me show you that scripture. Verse 8. Paul says, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. Let's read the Amplified so we understand. I give this not as an order to dictate to you, but to prove by pointing out the zeal of others, the sincerity of your own love also. Now, Paul was talking to the Corinthian church concerning what um, another church had done with respect to giving. Okay? The other church had given, the Macedonian church had given so much Let's read from verse 1, you understand it. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wait of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Let's read something lighter. I don't know if you have a message, eh? 
message you do. Okay, message version. Now, friends, I want to report on the surprising and generous ways in which God is working in the churches in Macedonia province. Now, if you've noticed, it says, I want to show you the way which what God is working in the churches in Macedonia province. Giving is actually a grace. So if you go down, go to, uh, let's read from verse, verse 6. It says, in so much that we desire titles that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Have you seen it? From verse 1. Go to verse 1. Go to verse 1, then I'll show you. Okay. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. He says, he calls it grace. Moreover, brethren, we do you, we want you to know of the grace of God that was bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. What is grace? Grace is God at work, right? Those of you who have been coming for the Wednesday services, I've been, I've been sharing on grace. Grace is God at work. Okay? Now, God works in you to give. It's one of the things God does. So if you read in verse 7, go to verse 7. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, and in all diligence, as you increase in faith. Do you increase in faith? How does faith come? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God, isn't it? So the more you hear the word of God, the more you increase in faith. The more you study the word, the more your faith increases. Do you see? It says, as you are increasing in faith and utterance, speaking the word of God, speaking prophetical words, speaking in tongues, as you are increasing in utterance and increasing in knowledge, you see, the more you stay in the house of God and the more you read your Bible, the more you increase in the knowledge of God's word. Then it says, and in all diligence, in all hard work, in all seriousness, in all discipline, and in your love to us, you also increase in love. He says, see to it. Everybody should, don't just increase in faith and in utterance and in knowledge and in diligence and in love, but also see to it that you are bound in this grace also. Which grace is that? The grace of giving. So you must see to it. There are a lot of Christians who are very wound with respect to faith. They are very wound with respect to so many other things. But when it comes to giving, they don't want to think about it. But you see, giving is such that it's a principle. If you don't practice it, you will not have much. For instance, if you've, not, if you've never given a thousand dollars, brother, you'll be surprised that thousand dollars will be very difficult for you to have. If you want to be able to see a thousand dollars coming around you very easily, what do you need to do? You need to give a thousand dollars. When you give a thousand dollars, you can have a thousand dollars showing around you very easily. Maybe you've never had anybody give you thousand cities before as a gift or something. Do you see? The reason is that you've not, you've not abounded in that grace of giving that particular amount. It's a grace. God pushes you. So every time there's seed sowing conference or there's a time to, to give a seed or you see that someone is talking to you inside. I don't know if you've, you've heard it before. Whenever there's, there's time to give, okay, you see that it's like God is talking to you and start showing things to you. Give this one. You can, you can sell. It's not the devil that is talking. Maybe you think that the devil is the one talking to you. It's actually not the devil. And it's not because the pastor is preaching about it. God is interested in your prosperity. And the way to have your prosperity come and show forth, okay, is by giving. Because as far as God is concerned, if you read in verse 9, 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? 
You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. So that you through his poverty might be rich. You through his poverty might not will be, might be rich. Now, how do you facilitate or allow that riches to show forth in your life? By giving. By increasing in giving. Yeah. So you have to give. If you don't give, you cannot receive. Paul mentions this in Acts chapter 20, verse 33. Look at Acts 20, 33. He says, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. I have not coveted any man's silver, gold or apparel. Ye, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities. He says, my hands have worked and it has ministered unto my necessities, the things I needed. And to them that were with me, I had not only for me, but also to help those who are around me. Then he says, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. If you receive, all that you can have is what you received. If you received 500 Ghana cities, all you can have is what you, you received. But if you give that 500 cities, you have more than just receiving. I don't know if you get it. He says it's more blessed. The one who gives is blessed. What he's giving is blessed. And it will come back to him a hundredfold. The promise is on the giving, not on the receiving. <laughs> a friend of mine was given a hundred thousand Ghana cities at the beginning of the year. You know, and when as a lady actually, when she got it, the first thing that God told her was that this money is not for you. This money is a seed to cause you to increase. Wow. So last Friday, she went to go and sow it in a certain ministry in Accra. She went to give it. All of it. Can you imagine? Do you know, do you know what is going to happen with her? You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. She depended on what God told her to do. When we get money, what do you do? I mean, it's, as soon as you get money, desire starts rising. That's the first thing. Okay, let's get the iPhone, iPhone 11 Pro. What, which one is coming now? 12. Are you not tired? Honestly. Ah. You can't waste more. Okay, you're just going to buy it. Anyways, if you have money, there's nothing wrong. Buy it. It's nice. Do you see? When you receive money, uh, then your flesh starts speaking. We'll have to buy this. We have to buy the touche. We have to buy this one. We have to buy this one. We have to buy that. We have to buy that. Is it true? Uh -huh. But if you be quiet, if you allow God to talk to you, you'll be surprised at what God will say. There are some monies I've received that God has told me that this money is not for sowing. This money is for spending. Eat it. Yes. And there are some monies that we received that God told us, no, it's not for you to eat. Someone gave me, was it $2,000? I think someone gave me $2,000 or $1,000, something like that, about two or three years ago. As soon as I got it, God told me it's not for you. When I got it, ah, right, I held the money for two minutes. When I got it, God told me it's not for you. It's for this person. So I called the person and gave it to the person. I said, oh, God says I should give it to you. Be blessed. That same evening, another person sent me, I think, $2,000, twice that amount. Yeah. If you cannot release a certain amount, you should not expect a certain amount to come into your life. If you've never given 10,000 Ghana cities, don't ever expect that you have 10,000 cities coming around you very easily. No, 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 it's not possible. I have given 70,000 before. Yes. So I can receive 100,000. Someone just called me and gave me 100,000 cities. Free of charge. 
Do you have? Do you know how what people do to get hundred thousand cities? I got this very easily. Just, Pastor, thank you for blessing me. Thank you for helping me. This is just a small seed. The person called it a small seed. This is just a small seed to just appreciating you. God bless you. Are you surprised? Yeah, some like you can't have some things happening around you. Because you have never given on a certain level. You have never allowed God who is inside you to prompt you to give. You know, because when he prompts you, you say, oh, this one is not God. This one, not the devil. This one, not the devil. Get deep behind me, Satan. So, even though God is talking to you, you, you will change your mind. You will do something small. How many of you want to rise and go higher? It works, so. It works. I'm a testimony of that particular fact. It works. If someone does me a car worth 150,000 Ghana cities, just like that. Yeah, it's, not, it's sitting out there. Just like that. I've never bought a car in my life. I'll buy cars and dash. I want to buy cars and dash. But I've never, as I have not bought a car in my life. I'm over 30. I've never bought a car in my life. But God has blessed me with at least four cars. Yes, I don't have, I've not bought one. Yeah. Why? I'm into giving and receiving. I'm into allowing God to show me what to do. When I get money, I'll allow God to show me what to do. When it is time to give, I'll allow God to show me what to do. Do you see? So let God talk to your heart. This is something that I'm coming to do. We've spoken about figures. Oh, but you know that maybe it's not, it's not, it's not, it's too small for you. You know that it's too small. Ah, what is 700 Ghana cities? 700 Ghana cities. I'm giving God something and 700 Ghana cities. It's too small. You believe that you can do more. Why not? Why not? Sometimes when we are talking like this, you see that God starts talking to you about things that you own that he wants you to sell. It's scriptural. Oh, there are things that are in the... Let me show you. Acts chapter 2. Selling things and giving to the house of God is scriptural. Are you surprised? Let's read from, from verse 41. Acts 2 from verse 41. And then they that gladly received his word were baptized. All those who received the word of God were baptized. And the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Next verse. So they were increasing. You see, they were increasing in the apostles' doctrine, in prayers, in all of those things. Then it says, and fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Next verse. And all that believed were together, and had all things common. They all had things, all their things in common. Next verse. And sold their possessions. They did what? They sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. They sold their possessions. So selling your possessions... God will prompt you. I'm not saying go and go and sell your house. Because you feel like it. No. But if God leads you to sell your house, sell your house. It may mark the beginning of something else in your life. If God tells you to sell, sell a land, sell it. Okay? God can lead you to do something. It's called grace. It's a grace. It is an ability that comes from God. On a normal day, you not do it. 
but God pushes you to do it. God will tell you, sell your phone. Sell this one, sell this one. Oh yeah. Maybe you think it's just this one, so it's not. Go to chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Let's read from verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Have you seen it? Great grace was what? Was upon them all. Look at what the grace of God produced. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. Can you imagine? It's grace. It works in you. As, as, as these times arise, God talks to you. <laughs> I've gone to a meeting where people brought their car keys to come and give and walked home. Yeah, walked home. People brought house keys. They drove to the house. As the message was going, they drove to the house and went to bring their house keys. Locked their whole house and brought it. Left everything, bed, everything in the house. It's amazing. There's a pastor in Accra I know who did that. Yeah. You know him. He locked his house and gave the key. That day when he was going home, he was now preaching the message and God led him to do that. So he, let, he did that. Yeah. People were sewing their wigs. Unless you don't want to move out of the level you are on. If you want to move out from the level you are on. Unless you are not desperate. If you are not desperate, you will not do some things. Yeah. Maybe you're the level you are on, you like it. You see 50 Ghana, 100 Ghana, 200 Ghana, 50 Ghana, 100 Ghana, 200 Ghana. 1.5. That's all you are seeing and you are, you are okay with it. But if you want to get out of that, whatever God tells you to do, do it. Whatever God tells you to do, to do what? Do it. The secret to your multiplication is listening to God. Listen to what God tells you to do. The very first miracle that Jesus did was done at a, at a wedding in Cana of Galilee. When Jesus got there, he went with his mother and the son of his disciples. When he got there, they had shot, they, they had problems with, with, the, with the wine. The drink was finished and they needed more. You know what Mary, Jesus' mother, told the, the servants? He told them that whatsoever he tells you, whatsoever he says you should do, do it. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And when they listen to him, they have their results. That's grace. Whatever the Lord tells you to do, do it. The widow of Zyphat had nothing. She said, I'm gathering these two, two sticks. The food that she had in her house was so small that only two sticks was needed to boil the food. Two small sticks was needed. And she had just come out of the house to come and gather those two sticks to go and boil the, 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 the food. And she met the prophet. The prophet said, get me some water. When she was going to get the water, then he said, get me some food too. And the woman said, my Lord, Charlie, the Lord bless you, but there's nothing. I have just some small food, some small flour, small oil, and I'm waiting. This is the last meal that we are taking, and then we are dying. Then the prophet said, I am aware of what, what you have. I know what you have. I know what you have is small, but give it to me. Give it to me to eat. Is that not a wicked prophet? Ah. Ah. Is that when you are calling for offerings like ah? What ah? This is my small thing. Do you want to collect it? That is actually your means of going up. 
It doesn't make sense. You see, the principles of the Lord are not the same as the principles of the world. In the world, you are told to hoard, hoard, hoard. If you want to buy a car, hoard, hoard, hoard. Or save, save, save. And then buy it. But in the kingdom of God, it doesn't work like that. In the kingdom of God, is give, give, give. And then you have it. It doesn't make sense. You see, it doesn't make sense. How can I give and have? But that is, that is what will cause you to go forward. There's a pastor in Zimbabwe. I'll mention his name. Who was led by the Lord. Now, it's always, it's, it's very important you are led by the Lord. That's what I'm major, majoring on today. It's important because some people have given some things when they were not led by the Lord because they saw someone else doing it. People have given their house because they saw someone else giving their house and they didn't get anything. Do you understand? And they'll say that the church is a, the church is a fraud. The church is not a fraud. Nobody asked you to do it. You carried yourself. <laughs> So he was led by the Lord to give a house, to build a house and buy a car for certain senior ministers in the country that had ministered in the country for a long time and were struggling. He was led to do it. So he built for everybody. He, he emptied his churches, the whole church's coffers and used that to do that. So he built, buys a car for them. Built, buy, he did it for about 15 people. Yes. You know, and he, he just did what God told him to do. God told him he wants to move him to the next level. And God told him to do that. So he did that. Now, he went to America to go and preach. After he preached, okay, the honorarium was 24 airplanes. What they gave to him as thank you for coming to preach to us was 1, 2, 3, 4, 24 aeroplanes. Some were golf streams, others were all kinds of things. Yeah, 24. He can start an airline for the church and it will work. Yes. He doesn't even know what to do with it. Yeah, because you can sell one airline, we can sell one plane for about $5 million. Anywhere between 3 and $5 million, you can sell it. He's, he's rich. He's rich. If you do what God tells you to do, you prosper. That is the way to go up. That is the way to go up. Okay? That is the way to go up. So don't become... Oh, what? It's an opportunity. This is the, the time that God is creating for you to go higher and become bigger than you are right now, financially speaking. Because God cares about your finances. God is interested in your finances. So allow yourself to be led. Let God lead you. Okay? Let God lead you to do what you're supposed to do. Go back to that place. Acts chapter 4. So all these people were led. They sold their possessions. But who saw his possession in his normal senses? Who will sell his land and house? Unless God leads you, you can't do that. Unless God leads you, you can't do that. You can't do that. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. Verse 35. And laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. What they were, what they were bringing was satisfying the needs of the people. But they needed money to do more. God always needs money to do something. And guess what? When God needs money to do something, he comes to his children. I'll tell you about it. It goes on next verse 36. And Joseph, who by the apostles was sending Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation. Okay? This guy, his name was not Barnabas. His name that his father gave to him was Joseph. But the apostles gave him another name. They called him the son of consolation. Do you know why? I'm never going to know. Because of what he gave. He says, and Joseph, who by the apostles was sending Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation. When we say someone is a, is a son of consolation, or someone, when we say consolation, what does it mean? 
someone who consoles you, he comforts you. What he does comforts you. Allows you, his presence allows you to do what you are supposed to do. Please, do you understand? Uh-huh. The son of consolation, the Levite, and of the country of Cyprus. He was from Cyprus. He was a Jew, but then from, was born in Cyprus. Next verse. Having land. Now, everybody was selling land, right? People were selling lands, possessions, houses, and all of that, and giving. Is it true? Yeah. How come they singled this guy out? Because of what he gave. The land he sold, and gave. says, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. What he sold, what he had and gave, what God led him to give was very costly. It's like land at airport, airport city. Very expensive land. And God led him to give it. And the money that he brought was able to allow the gospel to move from where they were to the next place. Because all the money that were coming was just serving, just serving them. For instance, every month, every week, every uh, day in and day out, we have offerings coming in. Now, those offerings are used to service a lot of things. We have rents that we have to pay in various places. We have to do a lot of things. And we are doing all of those things. But there's a need to do something higher. Okay? We say we are building thesaurus, isn't it? Yeah. The last time we checked, I was checking with Pastor Anama on uh, Friday, I think. Pastor Anama, was it, it was Friday, you were there too. How big is that thing? When we checked, it was three times this place. Three times. Yes. Three times. Like three times this place. It's very big. Yeah. That's the floor. That's, we've, we've been able to cast the concrete. Yeah, by God's grace. You see, I didn't come to ask you for money to cast concrete. Our offerings and all of that have been able to do something. It takes people three years to be able to do that. But we have done that within one and a half months. We just gotten it done quickly because we are givers. Clap for yourself. As for the fact that you are a giver, it is undisputable, it's undeniable. You are givers. That's why I'm talking to you. Okay? Now, we want to do more beyond the level that we are on. What can you give to God? What can ask your neighbor? What can you give to God? What will you allow God to touch? Sometimes some of you have dollars that is in your Bible that you have never. It's in your. It's always in your Bible. You always read it and see it, but we don't. We don't know what you are doing with it. <laughs> the, the guy sold a very costly land and came to give it, so that the house of God can go forward. Why? God led him. Why? It's a proof of his, the sincerity of his love for the Lord. How much he loves God. Can you appreciate Jesus Christ for what he has done for you? What can you do to appreciate somebody who has saved you from hell and brought you to heaven? Do you know your way to heaven? How many of you know how you get to heaven? What's, what is the way? Where, where do you pass? Do you go through Takrade or Nandom? Which one? <laughs> so how can you say thank you to Jesus Christ? What, what will you do? How many of you are here when we're building this particular building? Stand up. Look around you. Yeah. So all those who are seated are beneficiaries of our seats. Clap for them. Clap for them. Because it is by their giving and by their efforts that we are, that we are sitting where we are sitting. You may take your seat. So now that you are also in now, what are you going to do for someone else to also have a good place to sit? 
As long as we are alive, we'll be building for God. As long as we are alive, we'll be doing something for the Lord. Is it a good thing to do? Yeah. How many houses can you sleep in? How many? You know, the problem, eh? You know the problem? The problem with most people is that when it comes to the house of God, when it comes to things concerning God, they think it's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. Like, oh, I can use my money to do something else. I can use my money to to buy another car. Or I can use my money to do it. I can do an investment. <laughs> and they run away with the money. <laughs> How many of you have lost investment in your life before? <laughs> you know, because in our minds, we think that, oh, this one is more profitable. This one is more beneficial. You get 10%. You get this. You get that. You get that. You get that. So we think that, we think that doing something for Jesus Christ is a waste. Let's give it to the poor. Why don't, for instance, people, people don't mind when we are building a stadium. Like the government is spending money on stadium. The stadiums that they have built, what has it done for us? What has it done for us? Some has even killed some people. People died inside. But we don't, we don't, it's not, it's not a problem. But when it comes to doing something God, look at this, uh, whatever, cathedral, whatever. People have spoken plenty. I don't want to say anything. I'm not a politician, so I don't talk. But what you do for the Lord is more important than what you do for yourself and what you do you can do for any other person. Jesus is higher than any other person. Let me show you a scripture. John. John chapter 12. Let's read from verse 1. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus, which was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead, this day they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence? He knew the cost of the oil, of the perfume. He was into customized things. So he knew. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? He was pretending he cared about the poor. This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying has she kept this. Next verse. For the poor always you have with you, but me you have not always. You don't always have me. God gives you opportunities to do something in, in his house and do something for him. That will not repeat itself. Do you see? Uh -huh. There's a time coming when you will not have the opportunity. There's a time coming when God will raise some people in this church, eh? That when we are doing a building contract, we are doing we are building. We don't need to come and talk about it, and we will not come and talk about it. No, don't clap, don't clap, don't clap about it because it will deny a lot of people. Because only those people will be blessed, and only those people will be going higher and higher. Yeah. So you have to be smart. God needs you. He needs your money now to do something. What are, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, oh, the poor are more important? 
You think that this one is more important. This other thing is more important. This one is not so important. This one is important to God. You see, if you had not built this thing, we would not be sitting here. We would not have gone forward. What God wanted to do in this house would not have gone, would not have happened. We had a beautiful church, a very beautiful small church in Azapo, which is still there now. It was very nice. But God put it to my heart and said, build. You have to build. You have to do something. Build something that can see this number of people. And I didn't have the money to do it. Where do I go? I came to God's people. I told them, listen, this is what God says you should do. If you're interested, let's do it. I was fought on a lot of sides, but we needed to do it. So I, we got it done. Today, we are not sitting here. Do you see? If this was not here, if you had come to the church and it was Basar, you will not be, you will not be happy. You will not stay. You will go away. Yeah. You identify with something that is succeeding, isn't it? People identify with things that are succeeding. Is it true? If you are coming, we are under, we are under palm fronts. You know palm fronts? Yeah. Would you have stayed? The floor was not tiled. If the floor was not tiled and it was sand, red sand, would you come? I mean, no matter how powerful the word is, you look around and you're like, hey, this message, is it going to help us at all? They have the word, but they don't have the money. You will leave. That's what you will say. You see? Yeah. If we don't build, if we don't do some things, we will not go forward as we are supposed to. You don't have many opportunities. What, what are you willing and ready to do for God now? God wants you to do something for him now. So on faith and when you are coming, let God talk to you. Okay? Tell anybody, let, let God talk to you. Go to Matthew chapter 26. What we are reading here is said in another way in Matthew chapter 26. From verse 6. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had what? Indignation. They were angry. That's why people get angry when we talk about seed sowing. Yeah, there are a lot of people who get angry. People talk about giving to the house of God more than any other group. More than any other thing in the world. Is it true? No. They'll say, oh, the pastor is going to chop the money. I don't chop your money. If I want to chop your money, I know what to do. No. I'm not interested. The pastor is also blessed by his giving. There's nothing in my life that is because of uh, church offerings, that I took church offerings to do something. I don't do that. We don't, we don't have that in our system. We don't have that in our system. We all give to make things work in the house of God. Pastors even give more. The pastors we have give more. This is even the smallest amount they are giving. Yeah, they all give so that the things of God can be done in various levels, on various levels. Do you see? Yeah. Whenever we talk about money, for instance, ICG was holding a program, Greater Works, and then they quoted some figures. And everybody in the country started talking. And now why are they quoting things? Why shouldn't they quote things? You've not read the Bible, that's why you're talking like someone who is mad. Because in the Bible, there, was, there were different kinds and categories of offerings. Yeah, it is scriptural. There was the offering of the bullock, which was the highest. Then there was the offering of the lamb, which was the middle portion. Then there was the offering of the pigeon, which was for those who didn't have much. Do you see? So there are some people who can do $10,000. It's not a problem. What is $10,000? It's not a problem. What is your problem? The church needs money to do various things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you asked how we pay electricity bill? We pay electricity bill. When a light goes off and there's no generator, your face will change. 
Where is the generator? What's happening? What kind of church is this that we don't have? Gen- we have to use money to buy generator. Yeah, and we don't have one location. We have so many. We have 28 locations with one online. We have one diaspora church, which is online. For those who are in China and those places who can't have church. So they join. They are online right now as I'm talking to you. They are online. If we didn't have money to buy data and buy camera, do you know the price of the camera? This camera is from, is from Canada. All the cameras you have are from Canada. And they are not even the best. You have to buy proper cameras. This boy is attacking me. Pastor, we do this, we do this, we do this. Every time. We need money to do so many things. God needs money to do so many things. Jesus said, this woman has done a good thing on me. Why are you angry? Look at this. When, but when the disciples saw it, they had indignation. This is his disciples. This, those in the church, they were angry. Saying, to what purpose is this waste? And it was Christians who were talking on the news. Plenty. And I was all, they said, well, yeah, yeah. Why, when you go to church, they say, you come and give this, you come and give this. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a Christian who is like that. How many of you want to go higher and higher? If you want to go higher and higher, don't join the Christians who are into complaining. Never do it. Never criticize a servant of God. No matter who it is. Leave them be. The Bible says that test our spirits. Isn't it? Uh-huh. If you've noticed that this one is not correct, leave him be. Leave him be. Don't be talking about him. Don't be discussing him from house to house. You don't have to. Leave him. Okay? You don't know their dealings with God. Leave them. If they are doing something wrong, in the eyes of God. God, God will judge them. You, be, you see, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Some people think that God is slow. When God starts judging, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Yeah, no mercy, butcher things. Saying, to what purpose? Look at this, look at what he said. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation saying, to what purpose is this waste? They considered it a waste. They considered what? A waste. This is the problem with a lot of people. This is, of course, all this is a waste. It's not a waste, though. Do we have to build? Do we have to do this? It's not important. Why should we bring thousand cities? What is thousand cities? Ask your neighbor, what is thousand cities? Have you used thousand cities in the last one month? Have you used thousand cities in the last one month? Have you? You haven't. I'm talking to both you and you. You in the yellow. Have you used a thousand cities in one month? In a month, you've not used a thousand. How much do you think you have used? Maybe 500. How about you? You could get to a thousand. Yeah, very easily. It's the easiest. Oh, ah, am I lying? A thousand is not, it's not, it's not much. You'd be surprised. Have you, have you used a thousand in a month? More. How about you? You, <laughs> you have used plenty. Yeah. We can't even track it. Track it and track, track your expenditure and see. Yeah. Do you know how much you spent on data? Do you know how much you spent on data? You'd be surprised. You say you don't have money, but you'll be surprised at what you use money for. See, I'm a giver. See, I'm a blesser. But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation saying, to what purpose is this waste? They considered giving to the poor more important. Now, the poor are very important. Jesus says that the poor you always have with you. As for poverty, you cannot eradicate poverty. Nobody can eradicate poverty because poverty is a problem with the fall. It's a problem that came with the fall. And there's a day coming when poverty will be taken off, taken care of, when Jesus comes the second time. You understand? Uh, but you cannot take away poverty. You cannot take away poverty. That is why the church's mandate is not to build schools. 
and build roads and take care of orphans. That's not our, that's not our mandate. Our mandate is to preach the gospel. We do those things as extras. And we do the church does it very well. They're better than governments around the world. Very well. Even though it's not a mandate. Do you see? So giving to the Lord is not a waste of money. It's not a waste of resources. It is a profitable venture. It will help you. Look at your next verse. For this ointment might, might have been sold for, for much and given to the poor. Next verse. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she has wrought a good work upon me. What she has done is a very good thing. What she did for me is a very good thing. Next verse. For you have the poor always with you. But me, you have not always. Me, you have not always. This opportunity may not come into your life again. What are you going to do? Ask your neighbor, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? How much is 700 Ghana cities? How much is 1,000 Ghana cities? How much is 2,000 Ghana cities? Some of us are not giving 3,000 or 2,000. We are giving way more than that. Because we understand what it is. And we know what it does for us. We know what it does for us. So if you love the Lord, you will do something for him. You love the Lord? Then do something for him. Do something for him. You know, we're talking about saving. We've been talking about saving to give. There's nothing wrong. It's, it's scripture. It's also scripture. Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Go back to verse 2. It says, how that in great trial of affliction. Let's read from verse 1. Message. Message version. Now, friends, I want to report on the surprising and generous ways in which God is working in the churches in Macedonia province. Fierce troubles came down on the people of those churches, pushing them to the very limits. Their trial exposed their true colors, their pressure. Okay? Their pressure. The pressure they had exposed their true colors. They were incredibly happy, though desperately poor. <laughs> the pressure triggered something totally unexpected. An outpouring of pure and generous gifts. In their poverty. Next verse. I was there and saw it myself. They gave offerings of whatever they could. Far more than they could afford. Far more. They gave beyond themselves. <laughs> the apostles were saying, you don't have, it's okay. Next verse. Pleading for the privilege of helping out in the relief of poor Christians. They were poor. But they were pleading with them to be part, to be partakers of the relief of the poor Christians. So how do you climb up out of poverty? If you notice that, Charlie, things are not working the way you're supposed to. Give. Okay? Give. Ken Hagen mentioned a story about a car that he gave. Now he had given so many cars. What? No, it was his airplane. They had given so many cars. But then there was this particular airplane that they had been using. But he said God spoke to him. Like I said, allow God to talk to you. Don't, don't come and say that, oh, I feel like, what I feel like giving 10,000 Ghana cities. Come do come do You have problems. That's not what I'm talking about. Allow the Lord to speak to you. Tell anybody, allow the Lord to speak to you. Now, if you want to know, if you want to hear God's voice, practice giving. Because that's the easiest way to hear God's voice. The devil will not tell you to give. Only God will tell you to give. If you want to know the voice of God, listen when he tells you to give. When he tells you, the, way, the voice that tells you to give is the voice that will tell you to do other things. 
So he gave the airplane out to somebody. Not long after, he had more airplanes. About three airplanes were given, was given to him by various people. Yeah. So I don't know about you. I don't even know if you know Recently, David Ibiomi, Nigeria, Salvation Ministries. Recently, he said he was praying and God told him he should give a million dollars. So he wrote a million dollars check and put it in the offering basket when they came to collect offering. Then they, they were like, ah, what is this? He said, oh, God told him to give. Yeah. If you want to climb higher, ah, my brother, there's only one way. Give. These guys gave beyond themselves. I don't know what you're going to do. So let God talk to you. Tell anybody, let God talk to you. We are building God a house. We are not building anything for ourselves. We are building God a house. What are you going to do? What can you do? Maybe you can buy cement. You can buy thousand cement bags. Why not? We are the casting with it. We use almost eight hundred bags of cement. <laughs> That's the floor casting. We are just doing the floor. Eight hundred bags of cement. And because we want to do quality work. You see this place here, we can put a helicopter on it. It's built to go five floors, but we'll do just three. And we built it with a helicopter in mind. If a helicopter, a helipad, we can do a helipad on top of it for a helicopter to land on it. Yeah. The iron rods that are on the floor, you'll be surprised. <laughs> so many iron rods. Because the church, if we are still inside and it collapses, whose fault will it be? It's my fault. It's the past. I, I built it. I pushed for it to be built. I was there looking at the mixtures. Why should I build with one cement bag and five wheelbarrows of sand? Yeah, a lot of people do that. One cement bag is equal to five wheelbarrows of sand. What are you doing? We don't do that. We do the right mixture. Even harden it. One cement bag is equal to two wheelbarrows of cement and four or three or four wheelbarrows of concrete, of, of chippings. The chippings just go like that. Because we want to do quality. So that the thing can stand for a hundred years without any problems. Without having anything. Do you see? Yeah. So, let's do what we're supposed to do. Give. And the money is not going to come from anywhere. It's going to come from you and I. It's going to come from all of us and all of our various churches. We have almost, we are, we are close to 3,000. We are about 2,900 2, right now. 2, I think we are more, we are more than 3,000. Because the children are not part. The software we have for collating data, the children are not even on it. And we have more than 400 children. It's just adults, almost 3,000, 2,900, almost 3,000. If everybody is giving 1,000 Ghana cities, how much is that? 3,000 times 1,000. That's 3 million Ghana cities. 3 million Ghana cities, very easily. Why? Because all of us are united in one purpose. We want to do this. Do you know how many churches we can build with 3 million Ghana cities? You'll be surprised. I believe in building rectangles. <laughs> do you know a rectangle? No complications. No, this one, you do a circle here and then you put another triangle here. I don't believe in triangles and circles. A rectangle box. Shim, shim, shim. We are done. And we'll put a roof on it. Pa, it's finished. No complications. Six months, we are done. What do you think about what I'm saying? Yeah, rectangle. Say rectangle. Don't complicate your life. When you're building your own house, don't, don't. Or else you build for 20 years. It's like you are building a, a, a room here, another corner here, another. It will never, you'll be surprised. Just build a rectangle and put a roof on it. 
and be inside. When your money is coming, then you, be, you start doing some things. You understand? Yeah, that's wisdom. Small wisdom for you. Yeah. So let's do something for the Lord. What are you going to do? Ask me about what are you going to do? I'll do yourself, okay? Yeah, I'll do yourself. Do beyond what you did last year. I'll do. How many of you? How many of you are here last year when we were giving? Beautiful. I'll do yourself this year. Those of you who are not here, I'll do those who were here before. Yeah. The Bible says we should stay up each other onto good works. This is a good thing too. Jesus said she has done a good work on me. It is not a waste though. Tell anybody it's not a waste. It's not a waste. It's not a waste. So if you need tally cards and any of those things, envelopes and all of that, we have some. See your pastor. We'll give you one. So that you can give it to somebody. And tell the person, give it to the Lord. Give me 50 Ghana. Give me 100 Ghana. Give me 200 Ghana. I always do things. Yeah. I talk to my uncles. Tell them, Tally, bring money. Yeah. I collect money from the places you never think I collect money from. Yeah. So that God's house will be built. What are you going to do? Ask your neighbor, what are you going to do? Wow. See, I'm going to give. I'm going to partner with God in taking the gospel to the ends of the world. On 5th April, Tell me about on 5th April, I'll be coming with my bag full of money to come and give to the Lord. Whatever the Lord is leading me to sow, I'll sow it. Whatever the Lord is leading me to sell, I'll sell it. Did you see that they sold? Is it scripture? They sold some things. Yeah, so maybe God is leading you to sell. Sell your shoes. <laughs> Sell your tushé. Maybe one tushé is worth 500 Ghana cities. Oh, it's the easiest thing on earth. It's your tushé. Don't you have tushé that is around 500? Some are even beyond that. Oh? Is it true? Yeah. What is the highest tushé you can buy? 2,000. Or even more. What I say? You can have more. Yeah. Okay. You are into selling to share. How much? What? How, how expensive can it be? Front house are very expensive. That's for the front panel. How much is that? How much? Two hundred cities, three hundred cities. Yes. Yeah. Hey, are you serious? Oh, is this serious? Is she serious? Just a front house, like your own. Wow! You are taking your eyes off. I've caught you on the inches. So if you are buying like uh, 14 inches, you can go like 400, 300. Yeah. Hey. The guys, you are in trouble though. <laughs> Sally, can we even marry this people? <laughs> we'll marry you, don't worry. <laughs> we'll, cut your, we'll marry you and you'll cut your hair. <laughs> And, and a wig, like a, a touche, a touche can be like how much? Okay, so that it depends on the inches. So let's say the length, if it's just to the neck, it can get to, and the brand, so if it's Brazilian, it can get to like 600 Ghana cities. It can get to like 600 Ghana cities, that's the shortest. Yeah, depending on the grade. We have grade 9 to grade 10. Oh, Charlie, we are serious about the message. Relax. 
So grade nine could be like how much? Grade nine is cheaper, like three hundred to the neck. Yeah. So that, that's the cheapest. That's the cheapest you could have, three hundred. Quality. So if you want like very quality. What's the cheapest wig you can have? Cheapest brand, cheapest, like cheapest brand, cheapest everything. Yeah, two hundred cities or one point five. Check the nearest one point five. Check the nearest lady by you. Yeah, she's carrying a wig. I tell you, hey, it' not be easy, yo. Hey, how much did you get yours? How much is it? Wow, she says between four hundred and five hundred. Hey, it's on her head. So you can sew a wig. Maybe God says you should sell the wig. Sell it and bring the money. How much is yours? Oh, he gave it to you. How much is it? That was um, 2.5. I just gave it to you. What is 2.5? 250 Ghana cities. What's not Kumasi Ache? Zolina Shanti, you hear 1.5 million. 1 million. What's that? 1 million. Oh! 1 million, say. <laughs> There's a certain pastor I know who says that a lot. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, it's serious, though. Yeah. So we can spend on ourselves. It's not a problem. I mean, we can spend. You should see ladies doing shopping. You should see guys buying things, buying gadgets. There are gadgets in your room or in your house. Charlie? It's not a small thing. You can buy it 5,000. It's not a problem. You know, flash screens. There are flash screens that are so expensive. Yeah, PlayStation. How much is PlayStation? 4,000. PS4. 4,000 Ghana cities. Wow. Some are 2,000. 1,000, 1,000 to 2,000. Wow. It's just wasting your time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, what are you going to give? What can you give? Now, we last year we sold more, this church sold more than any other person, any other church. Yeah. It's not just because we have numbers, but because we understand it. Yeah. So I want I want us to give as much as we can. Okay? And cause the house of God to be built. We want to roof that thing by the end of May and clad it and tile it and do all of those things by the end of July, okay? And we want to finish it, do it, make it sure it's looking very nice by the end of December. Before, Bishop Doug is coming to inaugurate it, yeah. He says he will come. So we have to make sure we do it so that he can come. What do you think? Yeah. He says, oh, I'll be there, I'll be there. Yeah, so all of us will go, we'll sit inside and then thank God for his glory, for helping us to build. That building can sit a minimum of 2,500 people. It's very big. And that church is going to be full to the glory of God in the shortest possible time. Yeah. So let's give. Tony, but let's give. Tony, but someone give. For you to be comfortable where you are. You to give. For someone to be comfortable somewhere. In Jesus' name. Stand up and thank God for what I shared with you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. 
Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.